Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of The Yacking Show. This is the show that brings you a wider range of actionable business ideas and tips than you'll find in one place practically anywhere else on the internet. That's what we try and do for you. First, let's introduce co-host Kathleen Beauvais from Waterloo, Ontario. Hi, Kathleen. Take it away. (laughs) Thanks, Peter. And thank you also very much for tuning in. Today, we have the great privilege of welcoming Sean Sunderland to the show today. Hello, Sean. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Now, Sean is the CEO and founder of Brand Roots. This is a company that specializes in branding and building an unshakable mindset for holistic businesses. And today, he'll be talking to us about how you can create a profitable holistic business. And I can't wait to delve into this one. But first, uh, for our audience, Sean, can you give us a little bit about your background? And what was the drive uh, for you to specifically target holistic businesses? Yeah, it's a great question. So my branding and marketing background comes from operating in the CBD space in Canada, I had a a CBD company that uh, went national, we were sold in 250 plus stores across every province and, uh, you know, had a lot of success. And that's where the love of branding really came into play. So creating my own products, creating, realizing what it takes to connect with a desired audience and what it takes to get it off the shelves. So it was a real kind of natural love that took place. And during that time, so over that 10 year span, I've been really working myself in personal development. And so with the personal development side of things, you know, I've tried different modalities such as breath work, Reiki, you name it, I've probably tried it. And, uh, you know, it really became another love for myself of becoming the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, when I when I closed my CBD business down, I've married the two. You know, there's a, a definite gap with the, the holistic space with how they convey their message and, and trying to attract people such as myself, say, prior to the personal development, where it's like, if you're talking to somebody who hasn't had these experiences, they're not going to understand what what the actual benefit is. So by targeting them and, and marrying that love, you know, I've really kind of fa- carved out a niche where, where I'm helping people do things that have helped me become the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. Very good. So what I what I want to say to our audience is Sean is a branding expert. So although we're talking branding for holistic businesses, many of the principles and ideas he will be talking about are equally applicable no matter what type of your business in. Uh, correct, Sean? That's exactly right, yeah. So you've told us quite a little bit about background. We we have interviewed quite a few branding experts, and they're all different, but you're even more different. So other than what you just told us, what really sets you apart from other branding experts? I think it's the level of detail that I go into with the strategy and the level of care that I take with my clients. Like I put myself in their shoes and I don't take on clients that I can't help. Right. So just how they vet me, I vet them at the same time to make sure that we're right fit. And that my goal at the end is to have them shouting my name at the rooftop, the mountaintop, whatever you want to call it, so that my business is growing at the same time as their business. And I just I'm there for them the whole way through. Mm -hmm. Okay, good, good stuff. Kathleen, back to you. So, Sean, what is the biggest mistake that businesses make when creating a brand identity? And I think this is such an important question. And we'll just, if we can delve into this a little bit more. 
Yeah, of course. And, and you know, like when I hear you say that, like, I don't think there's one main mistake. What mm-hmm. I think is the mistake is not putting together a cohesive strategy. Mm-hmm. And so what do I mean by that? Like you can have the best position, but if you're targeting the wrong audience or you don't know who you're targeting, that position won't, won't work. Right. Same with your message. If you, if you don't have a clear, concise message that's simplified and digestible, it's not going to land with your audience. So I think what the, the key takeaway is to build the foundation that you have a cohesive strategy where you know your position, you know your message, you know who you're targeting, you know how you're targeting them and the pain points that your business solves. So when any of those are out of alignment, it can cause a problem. So we want to make sure that each one of them has their place and, and there's a reason for, the, for it to be there. Do you mm-hmm. think that when it comes to, if I, if you don't mind, Peter, I just want to jump Carry in. On. When it comes to holistic businesses, do you find that these types of practitioners find that it's a hard sell for people to kind of buy into a different modality because we're so in, in, you know, in the Western world, we're so conditioned towards um, conventional medicine. And, and do you find that that from a brand perspective is, is a hindrance for, for um, the holistic businesses? Yeah, that's a great question because I, I totally do think that's a, that's a hindrance because the conditioning is so strong, especially in the Western world, right? Like, so getting mm-hmm. people to try something new is, is an uphill battle for these guys. And mm-hmm. where I think they're missing the mark is that they're still speaking to themselves as their own client, somebody who understands it and has had those experiences yeah. where point. how can we craft the message to people who have no idea and, and, and draw them over to this change? So I think that's a really kind of powerful place to start. But I do think that uh, they have an uphill battle with with the Western world, for sure. Mm-hmm. So am I right in saying another battle, not just holistic businesses, but many small businesses on entrepreneurs get wrong is that they start their business and they focus on tactics before they think about strategy. So they spend a lot of time designing a beautiful looking website and a company logo and what colors should they use? And, and they haven't worked out what stra- what their strategy is. is. Is that a common mistake as well? So that's a, that's a common mistake that you see in every business. Yes. yes. And like, you know, we all kind of get, not we all, but a lot of businesses get to the point where they want to create a logo first, where I would encourage them to create the strategy beforehand because the mm-hmm. logo needs to reflect the strategy and who you're, who you're targeting, right? So like a lot of the times when we start a business, we want it to be a reflection of what we want, but mm-hmm. we are not actually creating what you're actually selling to the people you want, right? right. So putting that strategy first will actually give you a, a much better foundation slash takeoff to uh, reach your desired audience. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I was going to ask you, what was I going to ask you? Oh, yes. Which is you, you've worked with all this personal development stuff yourself and you're now imparting that knowledge to your clients. So what do you think is more important, right? The best, the better mindset or the better skill set? So I think in the beginning of business, it's important to have the skill set, but if you don't craft the mindset along the way, your business will only go so far, right? Mm -hmm. Business and being an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, whatever your business is, is all about overcoming challenges and finding comfort within discomfort. If you don't have the mindset that you're going to be hitting obstacle after an obstacle and that you can get over those and having that that goal that you want to attain and that desire to reach that goal, you're just not going to take your business very far. Like myself, like I encounter obstacles all the time and it's a matter of, okay, can I be comfortable in that? Can I overcome that? What... What challenges have I overcome to get here? And how? what does the future look like going forward? Good. Yeah, very important. Very important. 
So for many holistic businesses, you know, a lot of these practitioners are absolutely wonderful people, are excellent at what they do. But when it comes to marketing themselves, they really are lost. They don't know where to begin. It's basically they're for many of them are just relying on word of mouth uh, for, for, you know, to get more clients. But is there one actionable tip that you can give to our audience that would help them in their business today? Yeah, like I would, I would actually add on to that because I would agree with you that I would say that's like the number one problem they have is that they depend on word of mouth, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a piece to these people there. They are, their intentions are so clean yes. that they don't find that they, there's an integral way to sell, right? So with, with that, when you're selling a service that is so beneficial for somebody else, the integrity is already in the sale, right? You're mm-hmm. not actually, and so getting beyond that mindset for, for holistic businesses, particularly mm-hmm. would be a huge takeaway for a, a general business and any other area. I always say foundation It's laying the foundation before you get off the races. You know, like I work with a ton of entrepreneurs that, uh, you know, they just get off the races. They have a, a, an excellent idea, but they haven't laid the foundation first. And so when they're, when they're on their way, they, they realize there's holes in their game plan, right? So getting that foundation in place is imperative for any business to really have success. Mm-hmm. Here's one for you. With the reaction, and I would call it overreaction by most governments around the world to the virus over the last three years, has this created big opportunity? And because big farmers have been involved in that, right? We've had it shoved down our throats. Has that created opportunities for holistic practitioners? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. And and then my answer to that would be that uh, for the people who have really doubled down on what the media is telling them, I think the holistic business is even more of an obstacle for them, right? All right, and, yeah. Right. yeah. The, the amount of people that have kind of been like questioned, like, oh, something smells kind of fishy here. I think there, they're going to be the biggest opportunity. So that is the gap that's really present for the holistic space right now is the mm-hmm. amount of people that are kind of waking up to, you know, some of the BS that's being put out there and that they're ready to transition to something else, right? So I think there is a huge opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. And my, my, I relay my personal story. I've never been against natural medicines, don't get me wrong, but being conditioned because of my generation to believe what doctors mm-hmm. and big pharma have told us until March 2020, and I knew that there was something odd here. So I got the flu last year, and um, I thought, hey, I need something here. And, of course, the doctors, are, you know, you know what they're saying. So I went to the local health store, and I've taken vitamins on and off over the years. Kathleen's been trying to get me to eat healthier ever since I've known her. Uh, and I started taking a lot more natural supplements <laughs> Right. than I ever have. And I'm still doing that, right? And I feel better for it. I mean, I'm taking something yeah. for blood blood pressure and my blood pressure is lower than it was when I was on the, the proper, the prescription drugs. I'm not saying everyone should give up prescription drugs without talking to experts. Certainly my experience is I'm spending a lot more money now on natural remedies than I was three years ago. So I, I, yeah, I exactly. hope that that's applying to more people too. Exactly. And I think that's proof right there that somebody that wasn't thinking that way has now changed their thought process and is open mm-hmm. to more opportunity, which definitely opens the door for the holistic practitioners. Yeah, I'm going to add one, if I may, mm-hmm. Kathleen, mm-hmm. with the Generation Z, as as we in marketing refer to the youngsters, are they more uh, aware of and receptive to holistic, using natural medicine, holistic medicine than older generations or not necessarily? 
Yeah, I would say that they're a lot more open to it. And I think that they're the ones kind of leading the charge in the transition to away from the big pharma. Mm-hmm. Right. I think they're, they're mm-hmm. the ones coming in with kind of their lights on, per se, where they're kind of questioning a lot more of the narrative. Whereas like even my generation, you know, we were conditioned really young. Right. Our parents mm-hmm. had us the same condition about the pharmaceutical industry and the benefits that, you know, like every there's a pill for everything. Right. Opposed to where, you know, people who experience trauma, you know, you go for a breath session, you can have trauma, a trauma release that is worth equal to years of therapy. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just. A matter of, uh, you know, the younger younger generation seems to be very more open-minded and ready to try something else because I think they've recognized earlier that the system is somewhat broken. Mm-hmm. And and again, another we, we have got a little bit of time. So another quick one. Um, the Western nations, Europe, North America, are more stuck in this traditional uh, big pharma medicine mold than the Asian countries. Am I right in that saying that? You know, I don't know the data behind that, but I mean that that a lot of the Ayurvedic and different kind of medicine cultures do come from, say, India, China, mm-hmm. and those areas. So they're they're a lot more into that space. I'm not sure how present it is with the newer generations and kind of what kind of role it plays now. But sure. yeah, I mean the Western world, I mean it's a its own culture in itself, right? Kind of the mm-hmm. the different path that we've taken on consumerism on um big farm and everything else so it's it's kind of a different space yeah 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 it is indeed back to you Kathy. well uh, just before we started taping sean i mentioned to you that i had a holistic business many years ago and i really really wish i had known someone like you to be able to help me through to for the business end of it because i knew what i was doing but it's it's really the marketing of and the branding and all of that that i really didn't have i just i just was not in the know so if I were to contact you as a client, can you please walk me through the steps that you would take with me? Yeah, of course. And, and you know, the first step that I do with all my clients, and this is a free consultation that I do with anybody that, that reaches out to me, is really just listening, listening to where you are in your business, understanding the pain and discomfort that you're having in there and why you've reached out to me, right? So just like I said before, I'm also looking to see if that you're the right fit for my business as you're looking to make sure that I'm the right fit to help coach your business. Mm -hmm. So in that, we uncover kind of like the problems, what needs to happen, potential strategies of direction that we can move, and then we decide if we're the right fit, right? So once we've decided we're the right fit, then we sign up for, you know, it's generally I work with people for 60 days. The first month is all about building the strategy, you know, the first week will be more discovery, unearthing your why. I mean, the why of people of doing business is so important. Why you initially started your business for you. What was the reason getting into holistic practice? What was your your big, deep passion beyond making money? Let's unearth that because that's going to go into your messaging. That's going to be how people connect with you, right? So like, what is it that drives you? And then we can, from then we can start building it out. Okay, so who are we targeting? What is the position that we're taking in the industry? Doing competitor analysis of really understanding what's out there and how we can be different. Because, you know, if you're going to create something that's already been created 10 times or different places, you're just going to fall to the back of the pack. Nobody's going to want to try somebody that's just, you know, vanilla, right? Let's find out a way to be different and speak to our audience in that way so that they can really gravitate towards us and be like, Hey man, I got to try this, this brand, this brand, you know, speaking my language, speaking to me. Right. So learning that voice and, and uh, you know, taking through them that whole step of strategy. Do you also help with um, 
helping them determine the value of what they have to offer. Because I find that with holistic practitioners, oftentimes uh, you mentioned you, you, you are familiar with Reiki. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one practitioner may charge a certain amount, another one completely different. And I mean, it's just, there it doesn't seem to be like an industry standard as you would see with mm-hmm. other businesses. Do you help with that kind of strategy as well? You know, generally they have an idea of what they want to want to um, charge themselves. But what I like to help them do is help them retain clients in the sense of, can we create a program around what you have, right? So like, Going for one-off Reiki session, you're probably not going to see a benefit. So how can we create something that's going to be more mm-hmm. desirable to keep the, the client coming back that's in an integral way that's knowing that we're going to give ourselves enough time to show them the benefits of the of the program that we've created. And at that point, once we've created their program, then I'll help them value what that's at. And then uh, they can take it from there. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm, Terry, so... Here's another one for you. I've just been thinking while you've been talking to Kathine. Um, I, from my side, I've been asking you questions more about vitamins and supplements than procedures. Are you finding an increased awareness and interest in things like Reiki and Bowen's therapy and that sort of thing? Is, is that growing? Uh, for myself. For your clients. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I would say that that's definitely growing. I'd say that's why there's a lot more practitioners in that holistic space, if that's what mm-hmm. you're asking. But uh, I think yeah, the, just, yeah. the business of understanding energy and that we are energetic beings is becoming to the forefront of like a different method of, of looking okay. after our self-care. Mm-hmm. So a little interesting anecdote, you probably know this, that, but uh, when I lived in Africa, I had thoroughbred horses, played polo and polo cross, and we had a woman next door to us who was very good with both Reiki and Bowens. And mm-hmm. if we had horses with back issues, we would she would uh, work on them, and you could see them sigh with relief as she was putting her hands on them. So, and oh, animals don't animals don't tell lies, right? And we saw it that's with dogs right. as well. So that stuck in my mind for well, that was twenty years ago. Uh, I haven't forgotten that to see that horse, you know, just relax and open his mouth and sigh with relief. So it, it to me, it means it works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super interesting that you have that experience. Yeah, yeah. There was a couple of them working animals over there. Yeah, I, I just um, I, I notice as well with with holistic practitioners that there's maybe I don't know if it's a lack of self confidence. Maybe it is to a certain degree, but there's also such skepticism, skepticism uh, from others that it, it 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 makes them feel that they don't have the confidence. Does that make sense, uh, Sean? Um, yeah, you know what I think it really is is that there's no industry standard, right? So it's not like we go to school and we get a bachelor's degree or a master's degree and we come out right. and we have these initials before our name and we have that confidence to sell, right? So like. Yeah. The confidence is in ourselves. So that's what really kind of really brings the holistic space forward is that they have to find the confidence in themselves that, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm, and it does work. I've had success with previous clients. So like, it's tough to find that. How do I say it better? But uh, yeah, there's just no industry standard. So I think that some of them come out and it's like, you know, they they don't have the confidence to sell themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. Am I right in, and I'll put this to both of you in as a non- practitioner of any type of holistic medicine is there a degree of defensiveness because of the criticism that's leveled against holistic medicine from established medicine so are are many practitioners a little defensive because of that 
Yeah, I would say they would definitely be defensive because, I mean, there's been attack on the holistic space yeah. ever since Big Pharma has come into the space, right? I mean, they've uh, pretty really? much taken down every kind of – and taken down and smeared every kind of campaign mm-hmm. that goes against what Big Pharma says, right? So Absolutely. Um, I would say there's probably defensive and, and kind of hurt feelings on, on that side and how much of an uphill battle it's become for them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm asking questions from the top of my head at the moment because we've got a little bit of time in hand. And I want to get the most out of you for our audience that we yeah, possibly can. So you made a big transition from selling a product in a conventional type business, even if the product wasn't that conventional at the time. But you, you know, it was conventional. You had a product, you had retail stores, and you did very, very well at that. And you made a huge transition into what you're doing now. So mm-hmm. what were some of the big obstacles you had to face to make to succeed in making that transition? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, you know, it comes down to anytime you start a business, it's challenging, right? No mm-hmm. business just takes off from the get-go. It's it's implementing strategies on yourself, finding what works with, with yourself. And as you said, I went from a product-based company to a service-based industry. You know, although there's a lot of similarities and the strategy does um, take uh, exchange over, there are different challenges that you run into. And those were my biggest hurdles was learning how to speak to the service industry, learning what the tangible results of that, what, what mm-hmm. uh, of the, that I'm trying to achieve and how to get there and how to get there the fastest. So that those are the challenges that I face coming into the service industry. Yeah, I, I would certainly agree with you. I, I was grew up in the corporate world selling a product, then had my own business export trading and a little factory and then farming. So it was all tangible stuff. And then... Right. I, for political reasons, I had to come to Canada and then I had health issues, knocked me out of farming and I had to make, start making money with my head instead of my hands or right. online. And that, that transition from conventional business to online, I found was, was a difficult one to, to make, but uh, yes, thank that, you for that. That's pretty extreme. Like, I mean, for myself, like I do, a, my business is mainly remote. I do work with people who yep. are near me, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, my previous business was online a lot as well. So, I mean, I okay. didn't have to learn as much as you did, but there, there's definitely, you know, equal kind of barriers that you have to overcome to sure. uh, enter a new industry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have one other question. What would, um, I'm curious, what would some of your clients say about you, about the kind of work that you were able to do for them? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I, and the best thing to do would be to visit, visit my website at, at yourbrandroots.com because there's testimonials written all over it. And, uh, you know, the work that's been really, it's it's been different for everybody, you know, depending on what they come to me for, you know, some people come for lead generation, some people come for a different strategy, a, a new course. So it's like, depending on what they're coming for, they get different results for that. But we've been able to um, attain results for all of our clients, which has been, uh, you know, absolutely astounding. Mm-hmm. And for the benefit of our audience, both of Kathleen and I have been to Sean's website, and he's absolutely correct. There's some glowing testimonials mm-hmm. on there and, and some very good information, and I, I'd encourage you to go to his website. We'll be giving you the details in a moment and, and have a look for yourselves. Sean, here's one for you that we ask all our successful guests, and you're clearly in that category. Is there one characteristic mindset, habit, or even a value that sets successful people apart from those that remain average. And I don't just mean accumulating wealth. I mean, especially with your background of holistic um, healing and medicine, I mean, having a balanced life, healthy life, uh, being contented. Is there one thing that sets the successful apart or is it more complicated? Yeah, I think that's a loaded question for sure. I think the one thing that I would really kind of point out is is the people that can interrupt the negative thought patterns and get mm-hmm. beyond those thoughts, the people that are practicing a, a really strong mindset. 
When we, yeah. All of us, no matter who we are, when we enter a business or we enter a challenge, you know, there's some kind of thought that might come into place that can either bring us down or we can cut that thought out, out and uh, replace it with a positive thought that we can accomplish things. So coming in with that strong mindset that we are limitless beings, we only put the limitations on ourselves by the limiting beliefs that we allow to come into our, our being. So, I mean, if we can interrupt those and, and actually replace them with solid beliefs about ourselves, you can overcome any challenge. You know, the one other thing that I would say that to, to listeners is like, you know, really finding that deep appreciation for yourself to stand mm -hmm. into your power is the biggest beneficial piece that you can have when operating your business. People can tell when you're allowing insecurities come, come through. And, and if you can kind of find that love and compassion for yourself and that patience, you know, people will really resonate with that when they're when they're speaking with you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good advice. Thank you for that. Good one. Thank you. So, so, so Sean, tell us, how do people contact you? Yeah, so you can either contact me directly through my website at yourbrandroots.com. Otherwise, I'm on uh, Instagram at yourbrandroots. Facebook, I believe, is, is Sean Sunderland. And uh, LinkedIn is Sean Sunderland as well. Great. We will put all that on there for our audience. Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, thank you. A uh, quick message for our audience. You know, we, we've had yet another really interesting guest today and we will be bringing plenty more for you. So if you don't want to miss out, sign up, go to our website, theyakinshow.com and sign up for our newsletter. Every week you'll get advice about next week's speakers and guests. Back to Kathleen. Well, thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate that. And if anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't uh, hesitate to visit our website at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form. And let us know if there are topics, specific topics you'd like us to cover. We have access to many experts on this show, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye.